Hey everyone, it's Wing Ever Gimble, famous and bad. I'm sitting in a casino, but not guilty, and you'll see why. You're gonna follow this ship, and hopefully they don't die. Happy Halloween, everyone! Where we are for this Halloween special. You guys have all got a taste of candy last Halloween, and it was good. It was something you wanted back. I mean, it got a little weird. It got a little crazy. But uh, you found out that when you went to go buy some candy, that all the candy had been bought up in this whole area. And it was all continuously being bought up by a lich named Goldtoe. And Goldtoe had a casino that wasn't too far from Sanctuary, just out in the woods. And it's well known that anyone could go to this casino. There's monsters, there's heroes, adventurers. The good, the bad, the people in between are all here at this casino just rocking it. Even a number of ghouls that have deserted from Dorum's ranks have come here to spend their eternity just gambling. So you're saying the, you're saying the good, the bad, and the ugly are here? Well, there's some beautiful people here, okay? There might be some ugly people. <laughs> Tuco. And so you guys are all like, let's fucking rob this place. Because first of all, who cares about this lich? And secondly, you deserve the candy more than he does. And it's a lich. Like, like yeah. Naturally evil. Yeah, exactly. So. so it's like that bar from Constantine. Have you guys seen that movie? I have not. I saw it way, way ago. Keanu Reeves? It makes me think of the bar from Angel, with that dude who can sing real loud. While you guys were going, uh, you were talking about this quite loudly in the Chosen Headquarters, and Draxir, you overheard this, and you know, you got a little taste of that candy last Halloween from uh, a few of your uh, secret sources, but even they have been bought up, so you're annoyed. And so you've offered to lend your assistance to uh, Death Shift. Ronnie was doing a bit of a tour in Sanctuary, so he wasn't able to join you because he was finally starting to marginally get famous with probably the wrong people. He's doing a he was he's doing a tour in not Japan. Yeah, he's not yeah, in no. Japan. No, absolutely definitely not, not in no. Japan. Not at all. Might absolutely. be in fantasy Japan, but not in Japan. Oh, damn it, I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, one of the things you guys get that Draxir has made for you all is uh, these little bracelets. And when you click it, suddenly it looks not like you're wearing a bunch of armor and weapons. Instead, it looks like you are all in finely made suits. You guys find yourselves outside this casino. This massive stone building just stretches above the tree line and it's standing there in all of its glory. Naturally, it has a fountain that's lit by magical lights that's just going out the front. You see two guards that are identical. These strange people that are standing there in black robes. I forgot about the stupid names of these things. <laughs> yeah, you see, uh, and I'm just gonna say the name of people even if you don't know their name. So Oceans 10 and 11 are out there. Oh waiting at the door, staring you guys, and give me... I immediately take out my sword and stab him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> give me a quick description of each of your characters and what they look like in their fancy attire. I guess I'm, I'm basically... Uh, uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> Is that how you put a suit on? 
um, you know, I got like um, you know, a nice silver suit with blue lining around it. It's like blue neon, like you know those neon light strips you see on cars. That's just oh, all yeah. over my suit. Love it's it. It's just lined with it, and then uh, I got like a fiery rose on my lapel. <laughs> Are you Ooh. playing Rony right now? <laughs> hey, you can be as elaborate as you want. This is... Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, yeah, just neon blue. He looks flashy as fuck. And he's got a, a like an actual fiery rose on his lapel. Yeah, I love yeah. it. That's great. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Bordon? What do you look like? So I'm probably just wearing some royal garb. Mm. So it's a long red cape. Uh, the edges have some fluffy white fur, I uh, you know, like on the edges of the cape. I don't know uh, what's called them. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. I'm wearing. Uh, it's not like a not a chainmail per se. It's one of those elven chainmail, and it is extremely light. Oh, it's kind of like ceremonial armor. Like you just look good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but it's not heavy. I'm not wearing any sleeves, so my arms are full-blown golden, Love it. and yeah, uh, it's pretty much what it is, yeah. Is it normal in Mons Regnum for people to just be sleeveless to show off their arms? During special occasions, yes. I love that. They'll have like uh, like tank top suits. And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, weird, uh, and uh, when they go to teach. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those occasions. And yeah. MZ, uh, what does your character look like? Dressed up all nice. Um, I would say he has nice uh, black dress shoes. Um, he's wearing a suit that's uh, fit very well to him. Uh, maybe a nice red tie. And yeah, that would be it. Nice. And Drax here, why don't you give everyone a full description of what you look like and what your fancy garb looks like. Okay, so Drax here is a fairly tall, stocky dragonborn. He's like 6'8", 280. He's uh, copper in color. He's very like aligned with poisonous things in general. Uh, he's 37 years old, so he's starting to show a little bit of age, but he's still like somewhat more or less in his prime, and he would be wearing a classic tuxedo, where the two tails on the back go around his actual tail. Nice. Uh, he has like the you know like the dress. What's the word I'm looking for? Like the the vest, the three-piece suit. Yeah, kind of thing. And he was also wearing a top hat to kind of hide the fact that he doesn't have hair. Hmm. Did he go bald, or he just shaves it? He just shaves his head. Okay. Also, uh, I just want to add, I got a little handkerchief in my front pocket that's done up nicely. Oh, yeah. looks sharp. And uh, out of my pocket, I have, um, what are those little watches called? Oh, the pocket watch? Pocket watch, yeah, that's it. With a nice gold pocket watch. Those uh, watches that you put in your pocket. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And... uh, a nice gold chain that goes from the pocket watch to my pocket. Nice. Uh, oh, and Drax here, what does your mechanical friend look like? All right, so 
I'm not the best at describing a cataplethus, but I kind of think of it as being like a poison llama type thing. Uh, I'm sure I could find a better description, but it is like a quadrupedal animal, and they're known for being... It's a cat, but a blethus. It's got a long neck, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like a regular house cat, but it's a blethus. Yeah, you could call it that. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you brought that to a casino? It's mechanical, so it doesn't actually, like, spew poison or anything. Okay. They're just kind of like a symbolic animal, because I'm, like, a copper dragonborn, and we just love poison. Yeah, the class that Drax here is, is an artificer, so his whole thing is combining magic and machines. Right. So you finally have an (laughs) intelligence-based character (laughs) wandering around with you. So, like, this animal is actually, like, the Iron Defender, so it's kind of like an automaton that artificers get, and they sort of follow them around, and you can have them make actions for you. So is it is it like you have a miniature version of I think the monster is called a gorgon or something like that? I let him choose whatever he wanted, like a I just said make it because it, it's just an, uh, the form right. It's not like it's a special ability, so I say yeah. just go all out. I think a gorgon petrifies, right? Well, I'm thinking of a big metal bowl that like breathes. Kind kind of somewhat like that, yeah. Yeah, that breathes yeah. Uh, poison or something like that. I can't remember it from 3.5, but... Yeah, it's just that this wouldn't actually be poisonous because it's just a machine. Oh, okay. This is in the monster manual as that creature. Yeah. All right. All right, so now we have his sweet robot. So the four of you are standing outside this casino. You hear the sounds of people screaming, gambling, shouting, hollering... All that good, loud, vocal stuff. And while you're out there, you see this one uh, this one ghoul starts screeching. And he gets hauled out. And you watch as Penny Arcade is thrown down the steps. And as he hits the bottom step, he goes, I still have more money. And they go, you were cheating. And then you see Ocean's 10 pull out this crazy-ass wand and points it at Penny Arcade, and Penny Arcade just disintegrates on the steps. Oh, shit. And he puts the wand away. Okay, so, uh, obviously we don't cheat in this. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving this casino. It's, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we I go I like home. the looks of this casino. I think we should go in. <sighs> yeah, you guys could totally go on in. Alright, we'll just introduce ourselves to Ocean's 10 and 11. Yeah, Ocean's 10 and 11 look at you guys, and they see how fancy you all are, and they're like, ah, fancy dress. Yeah, you guys look like you have some money. Come on in. Keep an eye on that robot of yours. (laughs) I want to, I want to play the, I want to go to the gambling table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's actually a stage. <laughs> it's a stage where they make announcements. So you enter into this room, and you see there are tables everywhere. People are doing that one thing with the ball, and they spin it. They have uh, the card games, We're and they have the one with the dice stuff, and they toss them and scream. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, they have all the gambling things, because I know how to gamble. Really? <laughs> you guys are... <laughs> <laughs> Looking, there are all sorts of crazy-ass races. 
There are elves, there are dwarves, there are humans, there's Goliaths, there's fucking goblins. You see ghouls here. You see what looks like to be a giant demon sitting at a table, like, just handing out cards. There's a gelatinous roof. Oh yeah, there's a gelatinous cube, and somehow it has a little top hat on it. And uh, the top hat isn't disintegrating. Oh man, I want to hang out with him. <laughs> Inside of him, most likely. <laughs> and you just hear it like a, huh, you try to hand me these cards, you know I'm much better player than this. <laughs> Is that what it translates from? <laughs> yeah, it has a little, it has a little flower, uh, and then it, it, the flower is speaking for it. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was, like, uh, the bubbles. <laughs> oh, that's you know, good, too. Leaving his body yeah. and the bubbles. So the bubbles pop. are, like, just, like, uh, words encapsulated? No, 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 like, uh, the bubbles pop, and there is the whole thing. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, let's go with that instead. I like that better. <laughs> And there's just, like, constantly, like, the chair it sat on dissolved, and, like, it's dissolving parts of the table and everything. <laughs> the other, the the one patron, uh, Dart Counterfeiter, uh, is sitting near them, and they're just, like, trying to get away from them, because they already disintegrated a bit of their clothing. <laughs> you see this one goblin... What a weird way to play strip poker. This one goblin is sitting by a fire, and he's warming up his hands. He's wearing sort of a disheveled suit, and it's, it looks a little dirty. There's a dwarf behind the check-in counter. You see a number of those guards all looking the exact same. They're all just standing there. You see Oceans 9, Oceans 8, even Oceans 5 and 6. And there's a mysterious person sitting even at one of these tables wearing shades. You know this is the guy with shades. <laughs> well... I guess we should go to uh, Smokin' Carl Pet. Oh name? yeah, Smokin' Carl Pet. Yeah. So check in, get some chips, play, play some, uh, play some of that gambling. Yeah, gambling, because <laughs> I know how to gamble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet gambling. So you, you guys walk up, and there's a Smokin' Carl Pet. He has naturally a large cigar. He's a dwarf. He has this, uh... He's he's also wearing a sleeveless uh, tuxedo, but his arms are not metal. He's just wearing it because he thought it looked real good. He has flesh metal arms. Yeah. And just like, oh. So we're, we're at the check-in? Yeah. The, there's a little, like, uh, counter he's standing behind. He's clearly standing on a box right now. He's looking over you guys. Oh, yeah, you're here to gamble. You want to gamble some money? <laughs> yeah. Smoking carpet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like to gamble some of my money for the gambling. We'll say each of you guys got 100 gold to just mess around with. You don't have to worry about your actual gold. Shit. <laughs> we don't actually count our money anymore. Like, yeah, uh, I, I have noticed. no idea how much money I have. <laughs> Well, I'll figure that out later. Oh, you spent all your money. That's why you have no money. Yeah, right. we, yeah <laughs> I, I spent all my money on a sword. Yeah, oh, and you spent like, it on a cloak. The sword that you bought. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. It was a, it's a sweet sword. Smoking Carl Pitt, he's looking at her, he's like, all right, yeah, like, uh, how much money you guys want for chips? Y yes. Uh, all of it. How much money? Mm, yes. So you guys slam down your hundred gold piece bags each, and he's like, oh, high rollers, high rollers, high rollers. And he pulls out a tray of chips for each of you. 
And all these chips, they have like a little uh, skeleton head on them that you, you're assuming it's gold toe. Well, I'm going to go to the uh, 21 table. All right. I'm going to play. I know what that is because I know gambling. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what are you other guys doing? <laughs> I want to play with a gelatinous cube. Okay, for sure. You'll go with a dart counterfeiter and gelatinous rube? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. And where's Kelsar going? Kelsar, you are with uh, Count D-Ice. Great. He's looking at you. You know, He's got a cold stare as he's uh, looking over these cards. Uh, what are you doing, MZ? I think I will go play some poker over here. All right, so you sit down at a table with Comtus de Roulette, Knuckles Bones, Kino de Slots, and the guy with the shades. And they're all looking over at you. That's not bad writing. He actually is named uh, Guy Guy W. Shades. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're sitting there. Uh, Drax here, where are you going? Going to head over to Roulette. All right, so you're with uh, Roland De Dice and Mike Yeti. This Mike Yeti, is it because we're trying to get uh, the Yet microphones to sponsor us? Well, it was a it was a joke yesterday. Like Brent <laughs> said something <laughs> about like because uh, I was uh, saying like, oh yeah, I see my mic here, my Yeti mic, and Brent's like, oh yeah, and I bet there's a fucking person here named Mike Yeti. <laughs> so then I named someone, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it, you actually did. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there with a, you got your um, your robo creature uh, sitting with you. Everyone, how are you going to do this? Are you going to cheat? Are you going to play good? You can use a skill and just justify the shit out of it of why that skill would help you. You could be like, I use acrobatic because I'm flipping these cards around and everybody's like, what's he got? And I'm throwing them all off or like whatever you want. Deception, persuasion, <laughs> just you know, giving everyone a real sad story about why you should win. <laughs> I'm going to use uh, persuasion. Okay. Uh, what do you do for this persuasion? So uh, we're going to do the Austin Powers thing where he's like fucking... Uh, he, he uh, the the guy just draws draws a five, and I'm just gonna be like, I stay. <laughs> I too like to live dangerously. <laughs> all right, uh, so they're all really uh, worried. They're like, what's he gonna do? Roll me your persuasion. I got twenty total. How much money did you put down? Five gold. Count de Ice is looking over, and everyone flips their cards. And somehow you had the highest, even though you only had a five. And everyone's confused with this fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, what even is this? How do I have two two? This is I don't know the rules, but you win. All right. And so it's like, ah! and then uh, they push you over twenty gold or twenty golden chips. Nice. <laughs> oh, Lucas, uh, yeah. you need to have a character called the house, and the house always wins. <laughs> lost that opportunity. I'm gonna put, no, I I have all the power here. I am the DM. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna make a. What would the house be? Oh, I know what he is. Yeah. I got it. 
Even the even the cut the ice is just like, dude, I you should seriously hit. <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> Have you ever played this game before? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. All right. <laughs> oh no! So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god! What's going on? In that what the, the house always wins, and it sees <laughs> no, all and knows there. all. Okay, okay. I'm leaving this table. I'm stuck at this table now. Yeah. Oh my god. I think I need to help Borodon. Borodon, you're at this table and you look over and uh, someone floats by and is like, I want to play at this table. And you look up and it's a fucking beholder. And he's oh like, my, my name is the house. <laughs> I always win. Uh, <laughs> and counterfeiter's like, fuck. And gelatinous group is like, I say, old bean, why are you sitting at my table? I don't like this doll. <laughs> and I then mean, his, his up, bubbles up, are popping up. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a waiter comes by and he's like, Could I get you any orders? Uh, this little gnome. And gelatinous rube just consumes them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the orders. Order fulfilled. Yeah. I'm good now. I can go home. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Bordon, how are you gonna win this game? You got the house, gelatinous rube, and dart counterfeiter. They all seem like they fucking cheat through their teeth. <laughs> they, I don't know, they seem such trustworthy fellows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. One's insane, one's an ooze, and one's name is literally cheating. I can use augury, so uh, I would oh. know, you know uh, what will be the outcome. Alright. Hold on, hold on. I don't know if you saw this, but I just I'm just gonna read it for you just to be just to be safe, okay, if you didn't see it. But the rules of the establishment weapons are chunk checked in at the front door. No magic allowed. If you're found to be using magic or items, you are put into the fighting pit. Uh you need to be on the no to get into the fighting pit. Here are the rules of Gold Toe's establishment. Weapons are checked in at the front. You guys are wearing a magical disguise, so they don't know you have your weapons on you. No magic allowed. If somebody catches you with magic, it's gonna be bad news bears. If you're found to be using magic or items to help you, then you're put into the fighting pit. If you wanna get down to see the fighting pit, it's a need to know basis, AKA you gotta be super cool to get down to the fighting pit. You can talk to one of the guards about this. Fist fights are totally okay in the gambling hall. Just try not to kill anyone if you can help it. I would fist fight the queue, but I like my chances. <laughs> you can cash in your chips at the cash-in checkpoint. Casino takes 15% cut. This is Gold Toast Rule. Uh, basement level 2 is prohibited, and upper floor is for VIP only. You need Gold Toast approval. Okay, so my character, who is uh, basically focused on using magic, can't use magic. I see. You could use a skill, or you could try to. You could use deception to try to hide the fact that you're using magic. <laughs> I can cry. Yeah. <laughs> I what have I, I gotten myself into? Can I use insight and uh, read people with my insight? Uh, does that work? Yeah, roll it. Yeah, like I said, just you can bullshit your skills as long as you justify it. It's fine. Okay, so uh, I got 16. So you're looking at the gelatinous rube, 
dark counterfeiter and the house. You can see the house is clearly picking up extra cards. Like they're not hiding it. They're just picking up more cards going like, I want to win. But, but that's cheating. Dark counterfeiter. You're pretty sure half their cards are from another deck. Like that back's different. <laughs> like what? And the gelatinous rube. Uh, he he uh, had to fold by default because he ate his cards. <laughs> He's like, oh, foiled again, old bean. Foiled again by my own anatomy. <laughs> oh, I really should choose a better pastime. <laughs> yeah, maybe needing. You just came here for the snacks. Let's be honest. Yeah, another little goblin walks by. He just consumes them. Yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> well, I can't win. Just tell him. Just, just rat out the house, and then you could kill him, and that'd be one last person to worry about. Yeah, you can you can try to rat out uh, people for cheating if you want. So I go to Ocean Five. Okay. And tell them uh, that the house and Dart Counterfeiter are probably cheating. Uh, not saying that they are. Maybe those okay. Yu-Gi-Oh cards are. don't belong at this table. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even part of this dimension. What the hell? He just played an Exodia in a game of 21. One of them's like, got like an NHL fucking card. You go over to House or Ocean's 5 and start explaining to him, like, I think someone's cheating. And Ocean's Five's like, we got a zero cheating policy here. And he walks over and he looks at the house who has like 20 cards <laughs> and they're just floating in front of them. <laughs> looks over at Dark Counterfeiter who's like using a totally different deck. Like the backs of the cards are completely different. You know what we do to cheaters? And then uh, he pulls out his wand and he points it at Dark Counterfeiter he looks over at Ocean's 8 and Ocean's 9, and they go, and uh, they drag off Dark Counterfeiter, and they're like, no, no! <laughs> and they get, you see they get dragged to these uh, downstairs. Ocean's 9 goes back, and Ocean's 8 continues escorting them. Ocean's 5 looks at the house. The house looks at them. They look at the house, the house looks at them. And it's like this stare down of like Ocean's 5 going, do I try to tell a beholder he's not allowed to cheat? And he just uh, looks away and says, carry on, <laughs> and walks away. So now it's the house uh, and you at this game. <laughs> okay. Uh, he got like 20 cards, right? Yeah. And I got probably two because that's a game of poker. Uh, yeah. Like uh, maybe he has like two four houses. Four straight flushes, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you just put, you know, like, the worst opponent here. <laughs> you can just leave. Oh, you but don't you have to win. To. Okay, so your pride is keeping you here <laughs> at the poker table with a boulder. So you're staring at him, and he's like, I enjoy games. Well, you enjoy cheating. Are you calling me a cheater? Yes. <laughs> he like picks up two more cards. <laughs> <laughs> I've never cheated once in my life at anything. He looks over at Gelatinous Rube. Anything. And Gelatinous Rube is like, Oh, Bean, you have one too many cards there, I'd say. 
<laughs> let me let me help you with that. Oh, and then gelatinous rube actually falls over and eats half of his cards. He's like, oh, and half the table. Oh no, <laughs> it just keeps happening. It was unfortunate. The house doesn't seem to notice. Okay, so uh, I'll just wait for gelatinous rube to eat more of his cards until he has like a, no more cards in his hands or eyes or <laughs> whatever. How do you want to do that? Do you want to use your plot point to get the gelatinous rube to eat all the cards? So I'm going to do this. I'm going to try to persuade gelatinous rube uh, to come closer to me. But the path I want uh, for him to take is a straight line towards me to eat all of the house's <laughs> all cards. His cards. Okay. And after that, I'll just play my cards because he'll have zero if uh, there's enough table to play those yeah. cards. <laughs> yeah, roll me that persuasion. Okay, so I got 19. You go, and you're like, Gelatinous Rube, come on over here. I got something to show you. And Gelatinous Rube's like, ooh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> it just like goes right through the center of the table, splitting it in half, eating all of the house's cards. And the house is like, oh, I lost. <laughs> That's how this game is played. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure it's not, but sure. <laughs> and you, uh, there's no winnings because the gelatinous rube ate all of them, so you lost 10 golds in chips. <laughs> How? Yeah, the gelatinous rube ate your chips that you put onto the table. Okay, yeah. He's like, oh, you had a, you had a really good hand. That's probably why you won. You had a two and a five. <laughs> You're like, okay. And uh, we go over to MZ. MZ, you are at this table. There are four other tough customers staring at you. You're actually not sure if the guy with the shades is staring at you, though, because they're wearing shades. <laughs> what are you going to do? How are you going to win this game? They all look real serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, poker's definitely about reading your opponent. So I think I'm going to use perception. Ooh, roll it. 17. So you're looking at all these guys. They're all chumps. You're looking at them. The guy with the shades is wearing shades, and you can actually <laughs> see all his cards from the reflection of his shades. Perfect, perfect. I'm going to bet 20 gold pieces. So you go, and you play your cards, because I know how to gamble, and uh, you put them on the table while everyone else is like, these are the cards that I had. They all look at them, and you see that your cards have uh, a greater attack power and uh, it beats their defense, and you okay. won. And uh, they're all looking just like, this is this is outrageous. And you win yourself 70 gold this table. Nice. In chips. And Draxir, they're rolling the ball on the spinny thing, and everyone's throwing <laughs> their money on the different numbers, because I saw this one on a few movies. And they're all screaming while the ball goes, what do you do? You see, this table is just crowded with ghouls. Oh, they're all ghouls? Yeah. And they're all just, like, screaming. One of them's eating a chip. One of them's, like, attacking the other one, trying to strangle them. I'm going to put half of my golden chips on zero. And I'm going to pray really hard to Tempest. Be like, oh, God, I know how you detest gambling. If we get a zero on this roulette wheel, I will quit gambling, and all of these ghouls will quit gambling. <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> so you're praying. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, uh, what? Okay, so what do you want to roll for this? Or you could use your plot point. Uh, could this be a religion roll? Yeah, this could. All right. Oh, I got a 20 altogether. 
Jesus. <laughs> so you're praying. <laughs> this thing is spinning. The little ball is, is going. And um, while everyone's there, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then this axe comes just, like, through a window. And slams <laughs> right through Roland DeDice's head. And his <laughs> body just shit. falls onto the the rolly thing. Oh my god, the power of prayer. <laughs> and his blood just like you know, it's it's like thick and slimy, yellow and putrid, and uh, it's all like clogging up this thing and it stops and the little ball just falls in the zero. Well, that's the first time I've ever seen thoughts and prayers do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and all the other ghouls are like I guess we're all gonna quit gambling because this doesn't seem like it's very good for our mental well-being. We should respect ourselves and understand that this is a dangerous addiction and that we're wasting our money that we could be using to better ourselves. And they all just leave. Okay. <laughs> Including Mike <Yes>. Yeti. <laughs> okay. So it'll be easier to rob this place when there's just no one here. <laughs> <laughs> You're just slowly killing all the people in this main room. That's the plan. It's easier to... I mean, you don't have to worry about guards if there's no one there. Remember, one like equals one prayer. <laughs> Jesus is Jesus is there on his computer. He's just like, shit, he's got 5,000. I guess I gotta do this, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I don't think he's gonna get all them shares. <laughs> Fuck. I guess the kid gets surgery, everyone. Yep. They're looking at it, and they're like... Uh, you know, these guards, they're all watching you guys. You guys have been in here for maybe five minutes and have resulted in uh, two deaths. They're all looking they're like, these guys, they seem pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at us. <laughs> Ocean Six, like, creepily makes eye contact with each of you with one eye. Like, one eye looks one way, one eye looks the other way, and they just, like, slowly. I just give them a wink. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and they just wave you over. Like, come on over. Alright, let's do it, guys. They, they seem like trustworthy people. Well, <laughs> actually lost. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> let's go. Well, I mean, you won. It's just you didn't win anything because the gelatinous <laughs> roof ate it all. <laughs> so this guard is standing before you. Their black robes just seem to always be fluttering just a little bit in the wind. So... You think you're cool, huh? Because you guys have been acting pretty cool. I mean, have you seen my suit? Hello? It's pretty... It's literally flashing at me. Right? I don't know why that flower isn't lighting everything on fire, but I have some questions that I'm going to ask each of you. He looks at Borodon. How do you feel about other people's interpretations of you? Well, yeah, I don't actually care. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. High five. <laughs> <laughs> What's the heaviest blow you ever took? Mm, it's not like a, an actual physical blow. Yeah. But, uh, but when I had to leave my kingdom and come here, it was more like of a psychological blow. Entering a new environment and trying to assimilate into a new culture is always a really difficult thing. It's strenuous. Make sure you look after your mental health. That's cool. <laughs> exactly. Self-care. Yeah. That's Another the message of this. <laughs> That's the message of this uh, episode. Self-care. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he pulls out this sheet. He's like, I got a riddle for you. <laughs> From... 
Halloween riddles for kids. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. Alright. What do you call a skeleton that makes you laugh and giggle? A laughing bone. Yeah, that's close enough. Alright, you're cool. You can go down. <laughs> it was a funny bone, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. You're, you're close. What's it called? I mean, uh, puzzles for kids are like uh, puzzles for adults because I don't know all the words. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, that's good. That's good. You're good. Alright, so he lets Bordon go past. Yeah! He looks over at MZ. MZ. How do you feel about what other people think about you? I don't care either. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> What's the heaviest blow you ever took? <laughs> oh, it's called a funny bone. Then <laughs> Bordon, Bordon is shouting that from down the stairs. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I just uh, googled the laughing bone and it changed it to like a funny bone and I was all yeah. like, oh boy. Yeah, okay, so MZ, what was the heaviest blow you ever took? A mind flare killed me in basically one hit. Whoa, that's intense. I don't understand how hey, you're still here, but you know, just make sure to take care of yourself. It was real hard. Uh, you know, understand that uh, it's, it's all about teamwork and you guys need to support one another. Okay, I got another question, a riddle for you. What is a mummy's favorite type of music? A mummy's favorite type of music? Yeah, it's a genre. I don't know. What is a mummy? You know, like an undead. They got all the the, the, the gods and everything all over them. I think I know the answer to this. I, I'll, I'll let one of your friends help you out if you can't get this. What is a mummy's favorite type of music? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, they're always under... Raps. Uh, oh, rap music? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, all, yeah. It's all about teamwork. It's all about teamwork. Okay, yeah, you can go on him. All right, Kelsar. Hey, he, you don't know how this man knows your name. How do you feel about uh, other people's interpretations of you? He's just like, uh, left. Uh, honestly, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that's coming more from like a dark place, not so much like a confidence place. And uh, you just you, you got to make sure that you're looking after yourself. You know, just, you, got, you got some good friends here. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're cool guys, I guess. <laughs> what's, that, what's, what's the heaviest blow you ever took? I mean, I had my heart ripped out of my chest. That kind of sucked. Well, is that like metaphorically? Like you went on a real good date and everything was going good and it all just went downhill? Or like someone actually ripped out your heart? Uh, the, the latter. Oh my god, that's hard. Oh yeah, make sure you take care of your health. You know, exercise every day and make sure you eat clean. I mean, that's really hard to do when I've had my heart ripped out of my chest, but yeah, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Alright, perfect. Awesome. Okay, I got a little, I got another question for you. What a ghost serve for dessert? Uh, blueberries? Yeah, oh, that one is great. <laughs> you see, he like radios his, he radios the other oceans. He's like, hey, uh, I got like, blueberries. Like, oh, man, that was good, that was good. <laughs> well, I was looking for ice cream, but uh, yeah, that'll, that'll do. Alright. Yeah, you cool. <laughs> Right. He looks at Drax here and his metal companion. Oh, you look like a real smart guy, little uh, Mister Mister Smarty Pants. What do you What do you feel about uh, other people's interpretations of you, Mister Honor Roll? I think everyone's entitled to their opinions, and it's a chance for personal growth to listen to their criticism. But when they're wrong, I pay them no mind. 
that's a really mature outlook on life and uh, a really positive one to have. Maybe you could really help out your friends there. And, you know, just it's, it's good to always grow and not, you know, become steel as a person. I like that. Nice. Heaviest blow you ever took. Well, I took an arrow to the knee and the other knee and probably one through the chest. Wow, that's... Oh. Make sure you, uh, you you get those joints checked out. You know, visit your doctor, get your checkup. You know, make sure you take care of yourself. Here's the next one. Zombie Samantha and Mummy Fred just bought a new house. It has every normal room except for one. What room's that? Every normal room. That you would have in a house except for one. Zombie Samantha and Mummy Fred. What on earth are you asking? <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you a riddle. I'm, I'm completely at a loss here. <laughs> oh, fuck about the answer. <laughs> the living room. Well, I think... I, hey, okay. Um, Drax here. Just hear me out here. I think they're in the living room. <laughs> just a hunch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seems like I accidentally posted the answer in a strange, uh, uh, strange chat across the internet. He just sees, like, a window of pure front of him, and he's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, you see, he just, like, quickly swipes it to the swipes it to the right. He's like, oh, it doesn't make that go away. Yeah, okay, my bad, my bad, okay, yeah. I'll let you pass, because I, I messed that one up. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right, we're good. All right, you guys are all officially cool dudes. Awesome. Uh, you go down to the second floor, or, well, basement level one. You come down here, and it's it's pretty intense. It's a little musty. It's a little dank. And you're looking around, and you see that there are torches on the walls, and it leads you around this corner. You see there is a doorway to your left. It looks like a, a larder. There's a lot of um, goods in there, delicious foods, all that kind of stuff. And then there is, uh, further down the hallway, you see there are footprints that are glowing, but they're facing towards you. Where do you guys go? I go to the end of the line because the cleric shouldn't be the one leading the group. I guess I'll go to the front of the line because yeah, I can take hits. I can also make Uhtred walk in front. Okay, so you guys are gonna have Uhtred lead the way? Kelsar is our tank, though. I can just The thing is, I can just rebuild Uhtred later if something happens to him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can't rebuild me. Well, yeah, Gordon kind of can. It just won't be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never mind. It won't look as good, but yeah. I just look at my arm. I'm just like, oh yeah. <laughs> you guys just walk further down, or do you go into the larder? I think we can check out rooms, so I think we should check out the larder. Yeah, let's go to the larder. It's right here. You guys uh, walk on into the larder. So you walk into this room, there are boxes of food, there is wine, there is cheese, there's meats, there's fruit, there is strange piles of goo. And Bordon, as you enter into this room, the door slams behind you. <gasps> Suddenly, hundreds of pieces of candy corn start flying around you, little bat wings attached to them, help them zip right by your heads. You see the doors now close behind you, and a lock forms on the, the wall. And you look around, and the walls of the larder is starting to close in. A glint of metal catches your eye as you see a key hanging from one of the candy corns, and you realize you're in a Harry Potter trap. 
Okay. How are you guys gonna get that key? Can I make an acrobatics check? Sure. I mean, they're all candy corn, right? Yeah. Can I just throw some water on them? You could try. Okay, it, I mean, yeah. you can try uh, acrobatics first to see if that works. Uh, fourteen. Emsy goes and starts kicking off the walls, trying to catch these candy corn. You're catching other candy corn, and like you know, you could rip off their batlings and eat them, and it's totally cool. But uh, you just can't seem to get this one with the key. It's just ripping around, and now the walls are getting even a little closer. <laughs> okay, so I generate water, and I have to drench all of those candy corns. How much? Can I find a barrel and just fill up that barrel and throw them on the candy corn? Yeah. So you you find an empty barrel. It looks like it maybe once held uh, some delicious beets. And you <laughs> fill it up, and there's now, like, this blood-red water in there from the beets. And you start, like, trying to splash this red water. Why don't you go ahead and roll me a ranged attack? Nine. Ow. So you are splashing all of your companions. <laughs> you guys are getting hit with all this beet juice water. And you guys are, oh, man. <laughs> and the walls are closing in. Now these candy corns are ripping around everywhere. Everyone takes 10 points of damage as you get attacked by candy corn. Uh, and it's so deliciously painful. Ah, uh, okay. All right, uh, Kelsar and Draxir, what are you two doing? Uh, I'm going to try using a spell, uh, my, uh, fire sp- my fire abilities, to light that candy corn with the key on fire. Did I say that was a constitution saving throw for that one? So then it's probably a ranged attack. So you can go ahead and make a ranged. Is it a spell casting because I'm using my ability? Yep, you could use your ability. So it would be charisma plus your um, proficiency bonus. 18. So, Kalsar, you aim at this candy corn. It's coming right for your head, and you just blow it up. Hot shot. Boom. And this, like, hot key falls onto the ground right near Draxir's feet. And you all are sprayed with candy corn. And all the other candy corns quickly rush away into these little hiding holes. The walls are still closing in. Well, Draxir, you get it. <laughs> Look, I'm just going to pick up the key. Yeah, it's a little hot to the touch, but it's okay. It's like when Gandalf held uh, out the ring for Frodo. Yeah, I have pretty thick skin, so it'll probably be fine. And uh, I'll run to the door and unlock it. So you open it up just in time for all of you to get out of there, and you manage to escape and uh, out into the hallway as this room just completely closes behind you. I want to tweet some candy corn, though. The only one who got to was MZ. Get a couple pieces. Disgusting. <laughs> you didn't like it? No. <laughs> can I have some so I can heal myself? Oh, this candy doesn't heal. <laughs> oh, so I don't want it. I mean, it's tasty if you like candy corn. Who who really likes candy corn, though? I, I like candy corn. I like candy corn. It's tasty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alright, so before you is this hallway, you've escaped the magical Harry Potter larder, and Perfect. you're back in the stupid hallway, and there's these footprints that are glowing, like, facing towards you, like, where you came from, and the hallway just stretches down, you see there, it looks to be, uh, like, some sounds and everything, some light coming from the end of it. I think we kind of committed to exploring all the rooms, but... Maybe we're scared now. 
I mean, there's nothing we can do but go forward. So you guys start walking forward. The hallway appears to stretch before you. As you begin to walk down the hallway, it just seems to keep getting longer and longer, and you're making no progress. And when you look back, it seems like you haven't moved at all. Is there, like, a plumber uh, that has, like, a red hat? No. (laughs) You sure? He's trying to defeat a dinosaur? Not at all. No, you don't see any dinosaurs. You do hear a roar from down the hallway, but that's about it. Oh, okay. And some people cheering. You just see these footprints on the ground, and they're facing towards you. Okay, so maybe we should just walk backwards, just facing the end of the hall. Maybe, like, that's a clue with uh, what we're supposed to do. So we would always be facing maybe... I'm not uh, making a lot of sense, but uh, just walking backwards. And uh, maybe since we're facing, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll see our footsteps so we know we're making progress. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's do that then. All right, so just like the mansion, Bordon solves it again. (laughs) 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 And you all start walking backwards. And you are making progress. It's actually going pretty pretty fast. Uh, You look into a room and you see Quinnahart just lounging on the bed, this large creature with no face and just bulbous arms and legs. And they're just laying on this bed, they're like, Oh, are you here to bring me the wine? Uh, uh, what? Oh, do I still have the barrel of beet water? No, no. Wait, <laughs> please, please. Uh, okay, fine. You carried this yes. barrel of beet water. <laughs> I knew it would be helpful. <laughs> it was in my inventory, I still have it. It's like a fucking barrel the size of you. Yeah, exactly. Like a holding bag of holes. Okay. Yeah, so you, you have this barrel of beet water. It was up the wine. Yeah? Yeah, that's the wine. Bring it here, old boy, bring it here. I'll just have a little have a little sipsies. <laughs> sipsies. Oh my goodness. So you bring the, the barrel of beet juice over, and it, it opens up his hand, and it has a mouth in the palm of his hand, and he just shoves his hand in there. He starts drinking, he's like, wait, what is this? No, is this a root vegetable? No! <laughs> and he just blows up. <laughs> what? Just guts everywhere, boredom just covered. <laughs> Victory for death shift. <laughs> My beet water's just tainted now, oh no. Like, the walls are just, like, slime. It's like if you saw that remake of the It movie when she was in the washroom uh, and all the blood came out and it was clearly a metaphor. Like, that's what it looks like. So what I do is uh, I just put enough guts inside the bit barrel and just take the barrel with me. Oh, God, why? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's disgusting. Why? You thankfully have these disguises on, so, like, it's a magical disguise, so you guys all still look really good, but you feel it. You feel this grossness yeah. on you, Bordon. You guys are all wet from the beat water, but Bordon, like, you hear him, like, squishing as he's coming <laughs> out. <laughs> Vic- victory? Yes. And you guys are like, we did it. And like a piece just like splotches from the ceiling just down to the floor. Okay, shouldn't we search the room? 
you could try. Okay, that's what I try to do. I try to search the room. Roll me an investigation. I got 17. So you're looking around here like, this creature must have just been totally living it up in here. You find uh, a couple romance novels and, uh, yeah, some romance novels and just empty bottles. And they just seem like they're just living it here. I'm going to take the bot empty bottles in the romance novel. Yeah. It could be useful. Jason, what is the name of the romance novel? Oh, my goodness. Uh, between a rock and a lard place. All right. It's, it's rough, but <laughs> you got it. Uh. <laughs> so you got this uh this romance novel from this strange creature and uh your disgusting barrel <laughs> don't forget <laughs> you all have plot points <laughs> so you guys finally make it you see oceans 12 and oceans 13 are uh standing guard as you walk past this one um this entryway and you see all these people standing and sitting and laying in these stands, these bleachers, and they're all screaming and there looks to be a pit and you hear like a roar. And some like pew 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 and all that. And the hallway also just continues on further if you wanted to skip this part. What do you guys think? Shouldn't we investigate all the rooms? Ocean's 13's like, oh, do you smell that? <laughs> Something smells really disgusting. Yeah, it smells like a root vegetable mixed with uh, the entrails of a creature that exploded due to the death of consuming root vegetables. That can't be it. <laughs> Man, well, Ocean Swallow, that's a really specific smell. <laughs> yeah, well, that can't be it, though. Yeah. It's just, you know, I just said it's, it smells similar to it, that's all. Okay. <laughs> Should we go to the fighting pit? Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah. We're here for the entertainment as well. Candy's in entertainment. So, <laughs> we're really cool guys. Ocean's 12 and 13, lucky you guys. Oh, you must have passed the real cool dude test. Yeah, I mean, look at this romance novel and empty bottles I have. I'm moving it up. <laughs> romance novel looks gross. Oh, it's incredibly gross. I'm into some kinky shit. It's really graphic. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they let you guys pass, and you look down there. Here, look and, at it. Ah. <laughs> uh, you see this large dragon um, is just decimating people. You see Dark Counterfeiter down there, like, fighting for their life, flinging spells. You see River Strait, the zombie with a shovel, is down there swinging at shovel. And Royal Turn, the dragon, is just destroying them. You see Royal Turn just rips into River Straits and just tears them in half. And Dark Counterfeiter's like, oh, gosh. And everyone's just cheering. Great. Then uh, Ocean's 12 and 13 like, hey, it's not too late. You want to get a bed in there? It's 100 yes. to 1 if Dark Counterfeiter wins. <laughs> okay, I got an idea. To, like, I want to show the... <laughs> okay, okay, can I uh, bet for Dark Counterfeiter to win? But, like, I go behind him and I show the royal turn, the, the romance novel. I show him, like, the really graphic pictures to, like, distract him. Do you want to use your plot point here? You want to make because yes. if you use your plot point, you don't have to roll. You can just make something happen. Okay, I want to do that. All right, so tell me exactly what happens. Okay, so I bet like all my money on Dark Counterfeiter to win. I go behind him and then I say, "Hey, Royal Turn, check out my sweet no romance novel I got," and I go to like the most disgusting page over ever. 
And it has a picture, too. It's gross. Oh, yeah, it has a picture, too. It's just like... We don't need to know. <laughs> we just leave that up to the imagination. <laughs> details. Slime. No. Okay, go. Anyways. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a slime romance. Okay. So what happens to Royal Turn uh, when you do this? Okay, so Royal Turn's just, like, distracted by it, and he's just like... He's, he can't... He's just like... He's disgusted but enthralled, and he's just like, oh my, like it's like watching a train wreck, <laughs> you know. He's just like, oh god, this is awful, but I can't turn away. And MZ, what bad thing happens to either Kelsar, one of you, or all of you? We could have Kelsar just fumbling and falling to the fighting pit. You totally could. Wait, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Kelsar has been winning so much money that the guards are starting to become very suspicious of him. Oh, so you see Ocean's 13 and 12 are just glancing at Kelsar now. Like, hey, is that a part of the rules that you can show a romance novel during a fight to distract a dragon? Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's kind of cheating. That's yeah. a very specific rule. <laughs> kinda, you see uh, 13 is uh, starting to walk towards you, Kelsar. What do you guys do? Well, I'm CN. So, <laughs> toss Kelsar in. <laughs> Shouldn't have been cheating. Wait, no, what? No, we're not tossing me in. I'm not fighting a fucking dragon. What do you, uh, <laughs> what do you do, MZ? You got a plan? Uh, well, uh, he shouldn't have been cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. All right. Uh, Bordon and Drax here. You guys do anything? Okay, so here's my plot point to have uh, Ryan turn to actually okay. be made out of candy corn as well. Candy corn dragon, <laughs> love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, candy corn dragon, yep. and then I just dump this sweet uh, peach juice with the, the guts, and I uh, just melt Ryo turn. <laughs> and Jason, what bad thing happens because of this? Uh, that's cheating. So now they're after Boradon. <laughs> <laughs> that's not cheating. I, I just left it there. You weren't a part of the fight. You just. Yeah, you just like, you just poured water. Oh no 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 no! I tripped. I tripped. I tripped on the barrel, uh, and then the barrel okay. started pouring water onto a royal turn. Well, they don't like that you did that. Yeah, that you you killed their <laughs> candy corn fault. dragon. It took them hours to make. But I I still win though. So now thirteen and uh, twelve are coming up to board on cows are going hey. What the hell you think you're doing ruining our sweet, totally fair fight? And you melted our candy corn dragon. Who cares around a barrel of beet juice and entrails? <laughs> Do you not? In that weird romance novel. Can I roll to persuade? Uh, yeah. You better tell me what you're going to say to try to convince these guards to leave you two alone. Rolled uh, 18 total. And uh, I just say, uh, do you not? Like, you're weird for not carrying your own romance novel. I jump into the conversation and say, uh, that's super cool, and since we are already cool, that makes us even cooler. <laughs> yeah. You know, carrying a better of pictures. I'll take my money now, thank you. Brent, roll again, because you're rolling with advantage from board on assisting you. One. Alright, so oh, never mind, you got your 18. So the guards are looking at you too. All right, you know, get out of the fighting pit. You too. You, you may be cool, but you're also breaking rules, which is uh, 
undoubtedly cool. also cool, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, not something, not the kind of cool we want here. So why don't you just go ahead and leave? And <laughs> hey, let's toss that Goliath in the fighting pit. And they're like, ah, they fall in there. <laughs> All right, Derek Counterfeiter, you're not out of this yet. But well, what about my money? They just give you your money back. Sweet. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, I should still like at least get half. So you know. Don't push your luck. Alright, fine, whatever. Damn it. So you guys get pushed into the hallway again. There's still, like, further down that you can go. Alright, uh, I guess nothing left to do but go forward. Yeah. So you guys round the corner, and this gentle piano is playing. When we go just around the corner, I'm gonna cast Pass Without Trace on us. Okay. You guys uh you guys go around this corner and are you stealthing or are you trying to sneak in? Well, if we decide to do that, then I got to look at the spell again, but I think we all get a plus 10 to stealth. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet spell. So you guys uh go around the corner, and you can hear this like gentle piano playing. It's almost like you're at the milk bar in Majora's Mask. And in there, you see Oceans 14 in space, Oceans 15 in the future, Oceans 16, a blast to the past, and Ollie in, the infernal barkeep. Cool. Look, hey, this is the guard break room. What do you think you're doing in here? Aren't we sneaking? Are you? I thought we were going to sneak. Okay, everyone roll stealth then. I need to use knowledge of the ages. So I can use stealth as an ability that I actually have. Oh, nice. So yeah, then you can add your proficiency. Yeah. I got 21 total. Got 28 altogether. So my stealth is already a plus 8, so with that cast I get plus 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Did you roll a 1? I got a 36. <laughs> Alright, so MZ's not even there anymore. Okay, I got 27. You guys sneak into this well-lit room. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but hey, it's magic. <laughs> and you just hear Ollie in talking to Oceans 14 in space, Ocean 15 in the future, and Ocean 16 a blast of the past. You know, I really think they should make an Ocean 17. I just don't know where they would be. And the other guards are like, Yeah, I think that Ocean 17 should be like a Jurassic Park-themed one. And they're all just chatting while you guys are sneaking past them. Maybe go downstairs, I guess? Yeah. Let's do that. All right. So you guys go down into the final basement. The guy with the shades is down here. You guys come down to this basement. To the left, you see there's a room. It's all bloody and messed up. Looks like there's body parts in jars. Probably what people owed people. It looks pretty gruesome. Down at the end of the hall, you see the guy with shades. He's just leaning up against a wall. Just looking your direction. But you don't know if he's looking at you because he's wearing sunglasses. And you can hear the sound of, like, uh, a phone ringing every now and then and a person answering it going, Hello? No. That's not my department. And then hanging it up. <laughs> Squidward? <laughs> what do you guys do? I think we're still hidden, right? Mm-hmm. I said we go storm in, guns blazing, blind fire from the hip. But we're still hidden. There's no point in doing that. Oh, but it would be so cool. Are these people even evil? 
Like, are we just gonna kill people? You don't know if they're evil or not. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know anything about the guy with the shades. He's shady. <laughs> he wears sunglasses indoors. Of course he's evil. <laughs> Maybe he's blind. You, uh... Maybe he's just hungover and he's trying to hide it, okay? Maybe. I wanted to investigate the gut room. Maybe I'll find more guts. The the gut room, it's it doesn't look like there's much in there. It's just like there's hands and jars and feet and arms and stuff. Okay, that's definitely evil. It, it, it ranks up there anyways. So I get one jar anyways. Uh, it's got a hand. Okay, I got a hand. Why? You'll never know when you'll need an extra hand. You never know when it'll come in handy. Wait, what? I don't Indeed. know. Indeed. We all take 15 damage from puns. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? Or is... No. I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, fuck Four, you. I'm <laughs> How high is the ceiling? It's probably about seven feet tall. My head's just about scraping the ceiling. Yeah. Your top hat, you it's just like touching it. So we're, we're still stealthed even after all this? Yeah, you guys are just sitting in front of the weird blood room. I guess we should probably walk to the end of the hall there and see, like, what's up, kind of, while we're still hidden. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys walk all the way to the end of the hall. The guy with shades looks over at you guys going, Looks like you got some paperwork ahead of you. And all of a sudden, the magic just fades. You guys feel off, and you look over, and there's a desk blocking the way. There's a man sitting behind it, and he's like adjusting his glasses. He's got three to seven split for his uh, comb over, and he's just like putting papers in, and he has four chairs in front of his desk for each of you to sit at. Are you wanting to go into the treasure room? Yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah. You gotta fill out the paperwork. Okay, where's the paperwork then? It's all right here. Okay, let's fill it out, guys. Okay. <laughs> all right, so you sit down. <laughs> I really thought you were going to try to <laughs> get past this, but yeah, it's a lot of paperwork. It takes like an hour, but you do it. And <laughs> there's so <laughs> many forms. Mother's maiden name. <laughs> As you're going, the quills are flying across the page. You're signing names. You're reading through terms and agreements. I'm signing Ronnie's name down on everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Ronnie O'Connell on everything. And you finally finish. You're so bored. You're kind of sleepy. You hand over your paperwork. Uh, I don't even know what a social security number is. I just, I just wing it. And then they just look at it. They go, that all checks out. And then they blow up. Okay. <laughs> There's just shrapnel everywhere. Man, paperwork is hardcore. Holy shit. Yeah. The guy with shades is like, no, that was cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys enter into the treasure room. Looking around, you see every kind of candy in here. There's also money, but there's just so much candy. There's just these piles. Like, you could Scrooge McDuck in here, and it would be totally cool. And in the center of the room, there is this massive red jawbreaker that says, The Fireball. Gimme. I want that one. Gimme, 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 gimme. So you guys rush towards it. Suddenly, the ground around you begins to rumble. 
all the candy starts flying towards the fireball, and it forms a massive humanoid shape. This being is made up of numerous candies. The jawbreaker head, candy corn teeth, black licorice fingers, laffy taffy arms, chocolate corn toffee legs. This beast roars a sweet-smelling roar at you. I need initiatives. I'm going to use my plot point. Yep. And this trap actually didn't go off. It didn't work properly. So everything remains normal. What really bad thing happens uh, to the equivalent, um, Brent? Why is it always me? (laughs) 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 Fucking second time. So he just made it so that this trap didn't happen. So you need to make the equivalent of a bad thing happen. Um, There's at least one classic outcome. You could have him show up. Some lich shows up. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh no. Gold toe. So strutting in, you see this man. I wouldn't call him a man. This undead. Wearing these lavish gold robes. Gold jewelry is dangling off their skull. This crown, it has little candies on it, is sitting on their head. They have gold teeth. And they're just cackling with these red fireball eyes. You see, all of it is normal bones, except for one gold toe on its left foot. That's gotta be his weakness. And he says, <laughs> So you broke into my place, huh? Wanting some candy. To be fair, we your guy just kind of let us in. You filled out the paperwork, that was their job. For some reason, my golem didn't go off. I really don't understand that. But I was already down here, so I figured, what the hey? I mean, like, no offense, but your security is kind of shit. Hey, I have security on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, why'd you buy all this candy, then, if you didn't have the money? And everyone roll me initiative. Kelsar, what'd you get? Two. Uh, Bordon? Eight. Uh, Draxir? Six. MZ? Uh, 12. Alright. Golto looks at all of you. I was like, so we're gonna play this game, huh? And they just come running at you. Kelsar, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. 10 total. Ooh. So this lich comes up and it points a finger at Kelsar. And Kelsar, suddenly, these pieces. Of, you know that weird brownish, blackish candy that came in the orange wrapper that no one knew what it was, but old people always handed it out? Oh, no. It stabs out of your body. Coming from the inside, you take 30 points of damage as these Ow. pieces just rip out of you. And the lich just laughs, uh, going, How's that taste for <laughs> Not very good. Oh, God, it's. Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, God, I don't mind if I ate this candy. Uh, oh, oh, man. And then it goes to MZ. It's actually coconut. Is it? Yeah, they are. I, I never like coconut. It. <laughs> that's, that's what's in Portuguese, yeah. <laughs> man, the more you know. Do not like. Do not like. I'm going to go with Thurl. Okay, so that's your bonus action. So suddenly you just disappear. And then I'm going to cast Spike Growth in his area. So MZ goes, disappears, and suddenly reappears further down. And 
he slams his hand down into the ground and these spikes start jutting out of it. Um, the lich just takes damage while they're there, right? Yeah, so... Each five feet they move. It's a 20-foot radius from him in every direction. And for every five feet that he travels, he takes 2d4 piercing damage. So you guys see spikes just form all in this area. He's like, ah! Six damage. So these spikes stab into him. He looks just annoyed. He looks at you. MZ, make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, 20 altogether. So you feel this feeling of intense fear just shoot through you and you shake it off. You're okay. Oh, don't scare me. Ah, maybe not yet. And it goes from MZ to Borodon. So he's standing there, his gold teeth glittering, his gold toe also glittering, and his robes flapping around him. Should I use silence because he's a lich? He can't cast spells. I mean, he can. Just not with verbal. So the silence goes around him, and he looks just incredibly frustrated. He tries to cast a spell at you actually at that moment, and nothing happens. Hell yeah! And then it goes from this one to... Drexier. Okay, so I'm going to instruct Uhtred to move through the spike growth. Yeah, I don't know if he'd be able to really move through it. I think he would get hurt if he goes through the spike growth. Like, anyone gets hurt in there. Right. I'll still get him to move through it. Okay. Oh, he'll stand like right there. Okay, so take... So he takes uh, five points of damage as these spikes are just, like, shredding into him. Alright, and then... Uh, I'm going to move here and throw my trident at Goldtoe. Okay. Just one question. Since it's like, I guess, augmented by throw or returning weapon, would you consider that like a magic weapon attack? Yes. Okay. So I can actually attack twice with that. Oh, nice. So the first one is a 15 to hit. So you go and you whip this trident and it's you guys see his trident sail through the air and the lich like bats it off to the side of his hand. But then you see the trident like uh, come back in like a boomerang style right to Draxir's hand. Draxir, you can throw it again. And the second throw is a 19 to hit you uh, throw this, and this time it actually succeeds stabbing into his chest. And then ripping out and coming back to you. How much damage do you do? It'll do seven points of damage. Alright. So you see this lich just frustrated now, and uh, it's glaring at you, Drax, here in UMZ. And it goes to Kelsar. I am going to use a little Lay on hands on myself, because I'm pretty badly hurt. Yeah. The 35 I heal. So you just heal yourself. These little candies fall out of your body all over the ground. Oh, God. <laughs> it felt gross. It's like, ah. You, you hear, like, you see the lich saying something, but you can't hear it. <laughs> oh, man, this, this is... Uh, don't, don't worry, this is very unpleasant. Oh, but I feel better. Uh, I'm gonna get you, you son of a bitch. 
to this lich. It's like glaring at you guys. Uh, Kelsar, do you do anything else while you're there? Can I attack still or no? Uh, you'd have to charge the spike growth, so you take 2d4 damage for each square. Oh, uh, can I use my, uh, can I use, like, my magic, my magic fire powers to, like, attack the lich from a distance? Uh, sure. Do you still have another use of that ability? That one that you had, like, the implosion? Oh, yeah, I could do that. I could do pinpoint explosion. Uh, oh, yeah. two per day, so, yeah, I got one more. Okay. Um, so, roll the hit. Got that one. So you see Kalsar goes, snaps his fingers. Uh, how much damage does it do? You snap your fingers and you just blow it up in your own face. <laughs> you fall down onto the ground. The lich is laughing. And Kalsar, you take 13 points of damage. And then it goes to the lich's turn. So now the lich has to walk through all this shit. And it's so mad. He just starts like going through all this stuff, and it's hurting him quite a bit. And you see, he marches up. Uhtred gets to make an attack of opportunity, and Robert rolled 10d4 damage against him. So the attack of opportunity was 18 to hit. That's a hit. Takes 28 points of damage. Nice. Uhtred does another 8. Alright, so you guys are actually doing some good damage to this thing. And it's frustrated, and it goes to grab Bordon. Bordon, what's your AC? 18. Okay. So what I need you to do is uh, make a constitution saving throw. 13. So you take um, 10 points of cold damage as the Lich grabs you by the face, and you feel your entire body seize up and paralyze. And then uh, it looks towards Draxir, like uh, your next kind of thing. But I think the silence follows him because you targeted him, right? Yeah. Yeah, so now all of you guys just can't talk. Along with him. And then it goes from him to Enzi. Okay. Don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to go Misty Step. I'm going to move. Okay. And that's a bonus action for me as well. I'm going to use Planar Warrior, and that's also a bonus action. You get one bonus action per turn, so that it starts counting as a... It'll count as a normal action. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Protection from Evil on Borodon. So Borodon, you feel this energy flow around you. You're still paralyzed, but... Uh, you feel some additional protection come to you from MZ as MZ turned to mist and appear to the all these spikes. And then we go from MZ to Bordon. Bordon, you're still paralyzed. It sucks. You're just staring at this guy, this lich, as the lich is looking over at Drax here. You can make another saving throw. Got 21. So you feel yourself freed from the paralysis. You can't hear anything, but you feel a little bit protected. Can I use a, a bonus action to make a thumbs up to MZ? Oh, it's just a little wink and a uh, finger guns? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I do. Uh, and what do you want to do? Uh, like, you still have an action. You can't cast any spells because you're in the uh, zone of silence. So I'll just use the frost hammer. 
Swing that hammer. Okay, I got a 19. That hits. Roll your damage. I got 13. So you slam your hammer into this lich, and a part of him starts to freeze over. And he looks annoyed down at it and looks at you. And then it goes uh, from your go after you hurt the lich to Draxir. Okay, so I'm going to instruct Utrid to run up behind Golto. Okay. And he's going to bite him. Alright, roll with advantage, because you are flanking. 23 to hit. That's a hit. 7 points of force damage. So it slams in the back of the lich. The lich looks annoyed as it's now realizing that it's surrounded by damn adventurers. And you see this wave, right as uh, Utrid, like bites into him, this wave blasts out. I need uh, everyone, aside from MZ, to make me a constitution saving throw. Got a 7. I got 15. I got 14. There's another part to Utrid's attack, though. Okay. And that is with Arcane Jolt. Uh, it's part of, like, improved Iron Defender. Uh, he, he can heal up to 2d4 uh, of some other creature that's within sight. Oh, cool. And I believe, would, uh, would, uh, Kalsor be within sight of Uhtred there? Yes. Okay, so I'll heal him. I forgot that I have Aura Protection. Allies within 10 feet adds Charisma Modifier. Saving throw, whatever saving throw. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, so whoever's ten, within 10 feet of me gets plus 3 to their saving throw. That's both Bordon and Draxir. So. Okay, so I actually got a, an 11. Plus 3. Okay, I got 17. Alright, so all of you take 21 points of damage as this blast of necrotic energy just ripples out. Uh, Uhtred also takes this. Okay. Uh, Uhtred would be decommissioned. It could still do that arcane jolt, though, because it was a part of its attack, so... Right, so it would heal... It would heal Kalsor for seven points of damage. So this blast of energy just fires from Uhtred as Uhtred just collapses down to the ground, and you see some of your wounds heal up. Oh, God, oh, sweet. <laughs> no, you can't say anything. Oh, yeah, it's all... <laughs> weirdly quiet yeah <laughs> and uh, it goes to kelsar yeah mc this is the weirdest thing because you can hear noise where you're at and they're all like it looks like they're screaming at each other and swinging and everything <laughs> and it's just super quiet did, did i lose my actions because of the what happened with Goto? oh sorry no um i forgot you had actions you can go ahead okay so if i make a melee attack with my trident since that doesn't Really use the return weapon, would you still consider it like an arcane weapon attack or not? Yeah, because it's still a magic weapon. So no matter what, whenever you attack with the trident in any way, uh, it's a magic weapon. Okay. So I will make my coupled attacks on him in melee range. Sure. The first one's a 19 to hit. That's a hit. Oh, so there'll be like a 23 to hit altogether. Yeah, that's a hit for sure. That'll do seven points of damage. Okay. And the second will be 14. All right. So Golto is looking real rough. Some of their gold teeth have been knocked out of their head. Like, they are just falling apart. They're looking up at the fireball jawbreaker. And their hand is shaking. They point towards it. Kelsar, it's your turn. 
So, I'm gonna use my ring I got from my episode. I'm gonna gain flight, and then I'm gonna char I'm gonna charge at Golto. So these wings burst from Kelsar's shoulders. Spoiler. <laughs> and he just <laughs> flies up and does like a dive bomb towards Golto. Roll to hit. 19. That's a hit. Roll that damage. 13. All right. So you bring your sword down. You guys see the one white, one black wing off of Kelsar as he just slams this down. And this rush of feathers, it goes everywhere. And Goldtoe is falling down to the ground. With a last action, he snaps his fingers. And the fireball just explodes into shots. Oh! Everyone, make me dexterity saving throw. Oh, can't you guys uh, use a plot point so he doesn't snap his fingers? Who has a plot point left? I would. Do you want to? Yeah, I think I will. We'll say, like, whatever hand he was going to snap his fingers with when um, when Kalsor comes crashing down, he, he makes some shrapnel fly off and actually cut off that hand of gold toes. Nice. Um, and let's see, who hasn't made a bad thing happen? Uh, Umberto. I'm bad at making bad things happen. <laughs> <laughs> what bad thing happens? Okay, instead of exploding, it starts imploding and starts pulling all the candies into the fireball. And <gasps> we need to run away from this room as fast as possible. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. <laughs> Oh, uh, everyone oh, no. make me an athletics check. 14. 8. Would you accept acrobatics? Yep. I got 9, of course. <laughs> 24. Alright, uh, Draxir and MZ, I will give you a chance to save uh, those two as they are flying towards the implosion. Oh, shit! So choose which one you're trying to save, and tell me how you're going to do it. What alignment are you, Jason? Just uh, just wondering. It's like, uh, waffle good. Oh, okay. Where's MZ scanning? Is he all the way up there? Yeah, we'll say, like, all you guys started running, so you're all relatively close to one another. Okay. So I'll grab Kalsor, and, uh, I'll probably just, like, grab him by the waist or something and try to drag him up with me. Make me a uh, strength saving throw. Natural 20. Nice. Oh, shit. Okay. And uh, MZ, what are you doing for Borodon? Um, if we're all close together, I'd say as I was running, if I noticed that he wasn't doing well, I could use my boots of flying and grab him to get him out of there. Okay, yeah. So you click your heels and... So MZ starts floating up from his boots and he grabs onto Bordon and Bordon, your beard is flapping in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelsar, you are being carried like uh, like that fireman hall. Like Draxir just throws you over his shoulder and then picks up Uhtred under the other arm. Oh, Draxir, you're my hero. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys just charge out of there. 
you run up the stairs, you go past the fighting pits, people scream going, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, this place is imploding and just dragging everything in. You rush out the hall and you see like, there's the little uh, goblin going, hey guys, that's good. <laughs> like you just Carbon. push past him. All the oceans guys are like, what's going on? The house is like, I never lose. And you rush out there, smoking Carl Pit just like gives you like finger guns, like, hey, you guys got to catch in those chips. <laughs> you run out and this whole casino implodes on itself. And like this just big shockwave comes out and candy just rains from the sky. As you guys are just, the illusions go out, you're back in your armor, you're covered in beet juice, Bordon's covered in gore, and Candy's just falling down. You guys are just burnt, hurt, and just so much pain. And there is Candy everywhere. Everyone, here's what you get. You each get two Candies for each of your stats. Uh, So it's not a bonus. Like you're thinking, oh boy, do my stats permanently go up? No. I'm not that nice. What it does is, if you eat this candy, it'll give you advantage on that uh, type of stat. Like, if you're trying to, like, move a giant boulder, you eat the strength candy, and then suddenly you get advantage trying to do something with strength. So two candies for each stat, or...? Yeah. And you can decide what candies those are. That's all up to you. How big of a bonus do they give you? They give you advantage, so you get to roll twice. So it's like 12 candies total, it's just that yeah. each can be, like, you can only use two on each of the stats. Yeah. There was more stuff, but Bordon imploded the casino. So. <laughs> oh, thanks, Bordon. Uh, I did not think you were going to fight Goldtoe. A part of me did, that's why I had the Lich stuff open. I'm like, they're going to do something to start shit. Of course <laughs> we are. So I left it open just in case, and you did. You never failed a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I like the casino, though. It was super cool. I didn't know it was going to implode the whole casino. Wasn't that crazy? They almost died. They blew up the casino. But, oh god, everyone in there died. Oh, oh god. Um, whoops. Well, Travis, hope you enjoyed the Halloween special. It was a lot of fun. You know the usual spiel? Hop on over to the Battle Bards, go to battlebots.com, and use the promo code BALLAD7DICE. That's the number seven, not the word. Oh my word. Haha, alright, um... I guess I could just leave this casino, huh? Alright, Tootles, I bid you all adieu, and Happy Halloween!